You're listening to the Courageous Creatives podcast, episode number three. On this week's solo cast, we're delving into some of the biggest fears creatives have, how to overcome them, and just share your work. We cover some fantastic tips from how to face your fear of failure, how to find the right support system, tackling social media, and much more. Hi there, I'm your host, Georgie Morrison. I'm a nine-to-five dropout turned multi-creative writer, artist, and photographer. I'm now a ceramicist most days of the week, small business owner, and freelance writer and photographer on others. I traded the city for the country and building a life I love and have never looked back. I'm on a mission to help creatives everywhere find their courage and forge a modern career. From small business talk to social media, lifestyle, or overcoming personal or professional obstacles, let's bust the starving artist myth and be brave enough to make the life we want now. Join me every Wednesday and let's make your creative goals happen. Welcome to the Courageous Creatives Podcast. Hello creatives, welcome back to the podcast for episode three, overcoming fear and sharing your work. It's been such an exciting couple of weeks having the start of the podcast and I just wanted to thank everyone who has followed along so far, commented or sent a DM and supported the show. I am so excited to hear that you're enjoying Courageous Creatives and to anyone new listening in this week, welcome grab a cuppa and pull up a seat. I am so glad to have you here. Now, you may have noticed that there is no guest in this episode. And if you follow along on Instagram, you already know. But this week, I decided to go with a slightly different format for the show. So from here on, interviews will feature on a week on week off basis. And this is mainly due to two reasons. The first being time. (laughs) Although I'm no longer in the nine to five world, I do often work six to seven days between Hope & Co and freelancing. And I'm concurrently completing my thesis at the moment. So I'm making all of that work as best as I can and making sure I stay balanced. But this decision was mainly because it's something I've wanted to do from the beginning. And some of the best podcasts that I've tuned into and learned from did an interview week after week. The show was interspersed with educational and constructive content alongside having trailblazers from um, different industries. So there's also a plethora of podcasts out there at the moment that interview women each week, and that's their primary format. So I've always wanted creators creatives to have a point of difference from them and to be in its own stream. One of the biggest things I mentioned in the bio for this show across socials and in the first episode is that I want to help you achieve your creative goals. I want you to be inspired by what others are doing. And that is why we will still definitely have guests on the show. But instead of always hearing about the amazing things that others are doing, I want to help you guys achieve amazing things yourself. So on every off week, like this episode, I will be sharing topical discussions about all things creativity, small business, and social media. 
and I want to provide you with helpful content and actionable steps so you can implement things into your business and kick some goals. Even from the Instagram following so far, I can see the demographic is really broad. So there might be listeners out there who have a lot of talent and it's just sitting dormant because they don't know where to start. There might be hobby artists or creatives who dream of turning that into a business. There might be some who currently have a side hustle and want it to be something more, or there might be people who have launched their business and want to grow further or people who are already leaders in their field. But whichever level you're at, I hope you can take something from these practical discussions here. Okay, housekeeping out of the way, let's jump in and chat about overcoming fear as a creative and just sharing your work. Perhaps one of the single most biggest barriers creators face in their career is fear itself. And this is never a blanket one size fits all concept. Everyone has different obstacles they need to overcome to be their best creative self. But I think there are common things that pop up in all of us just in their own unique form. In this episode, I'm going to cover five of the biggest fears I feel can hold us back and how to overcome them. Whether you're yet to start or have been practicing your craft for years, some of these things pop up perpetually throughout our lives. And I don't think we ever really cure all of them, but I think we can certainly learn to take control of them and use them to our benefit um, or at least learn from them. And even as I was scaffolding this episode, there were things I thought I had overcome myself, but actually hadn't. So I'm looking forward to sharing this discussion with you and would love to hear your thoughts. So feel free to send a DM at the end of this episode um, or an email and continue the discussion there. Alrighty, fear number one, the dreaded F word. What if I fail? This is such a broad fear and will mean something different to everyone. For me, my biggest anxiety around failure was wrapped up in the fact that I am in a small country town. I worked for the local paper. I went to school here and everyone knows someone who knows someone here. So I was worried about what people would think. Would some people be waiting for me to fail and smirk if I had to go back into the nine to five workforce? For a long time, I also wanted people to see, um, particularly from like my uni and city work days, that I had made the right choice in ditching the corporate path and leaving the city because it is the road less traveled by and there's more risk. And for a long time, I was scared. I'd have to admit defeat and return to the city with my towel between my legs. But the thing is, my purpose ultimately had to be more than that. I couldn't work out of fear of failing and being desperate to prove anyone wrong. You have to want to live a life, a different life um, of creative and financial freedom because it's who you're meant to be and not because you need to prove anything. And sometimes the best thing we can do is face those fears head on. If you can now or later, if you feel like it, Grab a piece of paper and do a bit of an old school mind map with fear of failure at the center. Then I want you to write down what failure looks like for you. On this sheet, I've written down what that failure is to me. And it's being broke and having to get a nine to five office job again. And remember, this is my personal experience. So I'm not criticizing anyone who has a nine to five or has had to go back to one. This is just one of my biggest anxieties. Then Once you have identified and defined your version of failure, it's time to think about what the answer or solution to that problem is. Because me having to get another job isn't the end of the line. I wouldn't stop being creative or who I am. So 
How could I re-engineer this situation to benefit me, not defeat me? So for example, I would regroup, reflect on what I did and ask myself where I went wrong and what worked. This allows me to put myself in the position to try again and launch back in only to be better prepared and with less risk next time. I could also use um, that time around work as a good opportunity to do market research. Even better if you can get a job in an industry where you can learn to benefit yourself and your business. Um, So in my case, I would try and work in marketing or social media or communications or something. With secure income, I could then also invest in short courses, a business coach and test my market while I have a job as a safety net. And I might also find people I'm working with who also want to leave the nine to five world. And this is where you can bounce off each other um, and maybe even recruit someone to the dark side. (laughs) But, um, But just through this simple mind mapping exercise, I've identified how an apparent failure could be re-engineered to serve me. So there generally is a solution to every problem and much of overcoming any hardship or hurdles in business has a lot to do with your mindset. So it's important to remember that failure is subjective because success looks different for everyone. So my next thing about failure is that you might not even be failing at all, even when you think you are especially if you are measuring yourself and your work against something unrealistic or something that isn't tangible. My best friend from school is incredibly bright and she used to get quite disheartened when she got below an A in science or maths. And I could always tell she cared about it, even though she said she didn't, but people would tease her relentlessly about it. Kids can be awful. I mean, everyone knows that, but um, especially those who habitually got D's and E's and they'd be like, why are you upset when you got a good grade, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is their level of success might have been a C, their highest level in their wildest dreams B. That was their capacity and all they could achieve, even if they tried their hardest. But for my friend, her capacity academically was so much higher. Her measure of success was different. And that's why the two different types of students could never be comparable And although this seems like a pretty basic analogy, it's transferable to everyone. We've all been to school. We've all been there. So in your business, your work is not comparable to anyone else. Your creativity is not measured by the success of others. If you're looking at someone who is five years ahead of where you are in your field, 10 years, 20, where they are is on a completely different scale to you. So it's important to remember that so long as you are taking steps towards what you want to achieve, you are not failing. Measure by effort, not by followers, likes, sales, and so forth. And if you're working to the best of your ability, you can't say that you're failing. Okay, fear number two, what if no one supports me? This can be as broad as what if my family and friends don't understand or support what I'm doing to what if my local community doesn't support me? And this is incredibly hard because having a strong support network is so important for creatives. I am fiercely passionate about supporting people early on in their ventures because at this point, their self-belief and resilience in business is very fragile and it doesn't take much to crush someone's confidence. So my advice foremost, and this is actually something my partner has taught me when we've been talking about anything business related or working on various things together. 
is make sure that if you know there are certain people who will be negative or critical about what you're doing, especially in the early stages, don't feel obligated to share everything you're doing or tell them exactly what you have planned. Reach out to specific people who you know and positive supports in your life. And it's really important to recognize which friendships are competitive and will diminish your confidence in what you're doing and those that are more gentle and optimistic. Those people who may be negative that do mean a lot to you, you can still include them, but do so when you have tangible results to show them. So you limit the opportunity for unnecessary criticism. I think sometimes people believe that they're helping by being overly critical and harsh. Um, You know, did you think of this outcome or did you know that statistic means this is going to fail or have you thought of a backup, etc.? And that kind of quote unquote advice isn't always constructive, especially early on and can often come from a place um, of lack of understanding or different cultural or social beliefs or even jealousy. If you start thinking, should I ask this person what they think about this idea or venture? Ask yourself what they might question about it. What do they represent in this situation? Are they a particular demographic or if you know they would raise a particular issue, uh, is it actually of concern? Is it valid? And if it needs to be addressed, then think of a solution to the issue and implement it so that when you do tell that person and they do ask you that question or they might be critical, you will have vetted potential issues and will feel more confident standing by your project. If you do genuinely want advice, make sure it's solicited that you want it and that you ask the right person. This might be someone with a lot of experience in that field or something similar or even a business coach. But either way, support should always be someone who understands you and what's important to you. And it's important to remember that sometimes not all advice is advice that you want to hear. Sometimes it can be really constructive, but you have to make sure that you're open to that advice um, and to those suggestions. Now, if people really aren't supporting you on a larger scale, so let's say your local community, just remember at the end of the day, you need to focus on your work yourself and the people who do support you. It's not worth wasting energy worrying about the ones who don't. So just get the work done and you'll be surprised by the good energy that you attract when you're just doing your thing. There's this old Dr. Seuss quote I love, (laughs) do what you want and say what you feel because those who mind don't matter and those who matter don't mind. And I think when it comes to our creativity, we have to be brave enough to not care when other people don't care. There will be an audience out there who loves your work. And if you feel like you are really lacking support locally, join Facebook groups in your niche, whether that's an art group or a rural women's business group, a photography group or a working mums group, the list goes on, (laughs) Um, because you'll connect with like-minded people and have an opportunity to bounce off them. I am also planning as this podcast continues to grow to establish a Facebook group for Courageous Creatives. And I want this to be a space where you can feel supported in a non-competitive and uplifting environment. But again, this is something that will happen down the track. Um, But I really acknowledge how well groups serve communities. So I do want to make this for you. Fear number three, what if no one buys my work? This is such a natural fear, but also something that can be eased by good preparation. So set yourself up to sell by making sure you have done your market research and know what people want. And this sounds like a cliche and I'm really sick of hearing the word, but it's true. Understand your niche. 
Who is your target audience? Who is your ideal customer? Give them an identity, age, socioeconomic, interests, and ask yourself why they would want to buy from you. Next, be careful to not get swept up in what other people are doing. If someone has been doing something creatively for years, repeating the same product or art practice, beware of feeling like you have to emulate what they do just because it sells. I think we can learn a lot about the formula of how people do things and you can learn a lot by observing what has worked for someone, but do not copy because while you might see short-term returns and sales, when that idea dries up or people move on to something else, you don't want to be caught failing the exam because you always sat next to Sally and copied her answers. So as long as your work is original, consistent and tells a story, it is interesting in itself. Have confidence in your product, believe in your creativity and ability and stay focused on communicating that to your online community because in building your own loyal community, I would be very surprised if you didn't sell a single thing and it might be a matter of adjusting another moving cog in the whole process of your business, like shifting your social media strategy that might get things moving, which leads us into... Fear number four, social media is very overwhelming. I can't do it all. Yes, it is, but you can do it and you can reduce anxiety around this by reducing the workload. If you are just starting out, have one of the core platforms like uh, Facebook or Instagram. My preference is 100% Instagram. Facebook is starting to feel like a creative dead space with political rapid fire and dated memes. So once you're across one platform really well and feel confident and established with it, then progress into other platforms like TikTok and Pinterest. This way you're halving the work for yourself and only expanding when you're ready to and have the time. Next, to reduce social media stress, have an online store. If your socials are also your only storefront, this will make your user experience even more complicated and time consuming. You want to avoid selling through DMs. It's a clunky user experience sending bank BSBs and account numbers and screenshots of receipts. So go through a platform like Etsy, Big Cartel, um, both are free for entry level, I think, but take small percentages of sales. Um, But if you have some money, invest in a custom domain and a website through a host like WordPress or Squarespace. And even better, if you can afford to hire a web developer, it's always best to do it once and do it well if you can. This also means down the line when you have to update anything or improve your platform, if you have an existing relationship with a web developer, then they can assist you when you need it as well. In terms of aesthetics, where it can seem like a lot of work to make your account look pretty or stand out, look at the people in your field that you admire. What do you love about their feed? In many cases, they might have a theme, um, they might have a way that they alternate between different categories in their posts. They might have a particular set of Lightroom presets um, or if they use alternative apps like other filters and things, but Lightroom's the best. There are ways that you can emulate and not, I emphasize copy, aesthetics with presets or similar presets. I love Etsy for this. There are super affordable packs on there, but also look at the product and business photography for that page. You know, how do they sort of orientate things? And the best place you can go for inspiration is Pinterest. I love Pinterest. (laughs) 
At the moment, I'm putting together a resource on how to take better business um, product photography by yourself, even with an iPhone, if you can't afford a photographer. Look into tutorials on how to take better photos, get family and friends to help you take photos, or find a local budding photographer that might be taking on beta clients or building their portfolio, so they might be a bit more affordable. I did a post about this on my main Instagram account a couple of weeks ago, and I will expand on this in the resource that I talked about before. But essentially, Essentially, photos that look professional is key. Unless you're someone with thousands of followers, you can't really get away with highly pixelated images or things that aren't relevant to your brand. Think of your socials as your literal shop front. Would you show baskets of washing laundry or you in your pajamas eating a bowl of ice cream watching TV? Probably not. And don't get me wrong, the messy middle certainly has a time and a place, but if you want your brand to attract resonate and be shared you must start to see social media as a place of business if you still want to post personal photos and unrelated content have a separate personal account so you can be a bit more spontaneous and free with that in removing that intensely personal part of let's say instagram you actually reduce a lot of the stress and insecurity that comes with those more personal accounts which are always more of a popularity contest than a genuine place for growth If you're in a position where your business has grown exponentially and you're extremely time poor, if you can afford it, consider outsourcing your social media to someone trained in that area like a university graduate and have them manage the whole thing. Fear number five, I can't afford the best equipment, materials, supplies. This is perhaps the most simple for me to answer and it's that it doesn't matter what you start with so long as you do. Every single idol that you have started at the point you were at, maybe even with less. And as you build and progress your business, you will be able to invest some of your profits into upgrading materials, equipment, um, or your workplace. When I started my Georgina B illustrations at the start of 2017, I found a tin of used Derwent watercolor pencils for $40 on Facebook marketplace. And I didn't have much money at the time. And this was a pretty big investment for me then. But a few months later, I was given an art store voucher for my birthday from the family I nannied for. And I went and bought five really lovely paint brushes and a watercolor pad. And these were the very tools that I used to create my first designs which are now in print as greeting cards and still selling today. So I'm really glad that I just started then because since I have been able to create more designs, complete commissions, and the confidence from that has enabled me to expand creatively and learn other crafts like ceramics and photography. So start with what you have and start now. If you have been at it for a while, keep creating, keep evolving in your process And know that wherever you are, that you have reached that point because you started with what you had and made something of it. And when you have the funds, when the time is right, you will be able to upgrade your equipment or your materials and you will continue to grow in your creative practice. So just stick with it. So that is how I believe you can overcome these five fears and just get on with sharing your work. For show notes from today's episode, head over to georginamorrison.com.au to the Courageous Creatives podcast page and subscribe to my monthly newsletter, The Creatives Corner. Here, you can read more about podcast guests, show notes on episodes from that month, plus some extra goodies. I'll also be announcing the launch of two new services I'll have on offer 
social media strategy and creative coaching. So keep an ear out on my Instagram page at underscore Georgina Morrison for updates. If you are an established creative who has left behind the nine to five and built the business of your dreams, or perhaps there is someone you greatly admire in your field and you would love to hear them on the show, please feel free to get in touch. Alternatively, if there is a topic you would love to hear about, let me know. You can contact Courageous Creatives via sending an email to podcast at georginamorrison.com.au or send a DM to the Courageous Creatives Podcast Instagram account at Courageous Creatives Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please spread the love. If there is a family member or friend who you think would enjoy this podcast, pass it on. If you share via Instagram, be sure to tag the Courageous Creatives handle so I can see and share and say hi to you. Whichever platform you're listening on, hit the follow button so you don't miss an episode and leave a review if you can, as it all helps this new little podcast get out there. Thank you so much for tuning in and we'll chat soon. Bye.